Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna start off like this. It's a very special episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Let's go. Yo, flush the work just the time and they ready. Thank God. Thank God. Skimming through the GT booth like we done made it. Thank God. Thank God. Hunting round drum didn't jam with my shooter chai spade. Thank God. Thank God. Got a thousand brands, got two thousand brands. We'll be waiting. Thank God. Uh huh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Kid XAB, and I am here solo dolo today, and that is y'all on-man moment. So if you would like, you can go into the inbox of your favorite co-host, Distinguish the God, and D-Flow, and let them know they asked to show up today. But seriously, those two are my brothers, and they had other things to do, uh, important things to do, and so y'all are stuck with me today. But, but. It is also the eve before my birthday. It seems like we always drop an episode a eve before my birthday. And so we're just going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. We're going to talk about the different topics that happened throughout the week. A lot of different things happened. Um, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. And then I'm going to call a couple people in. And we're going to have some conversations and some discussions about the kid. Um, I'm going to give some flowers away and just talk to a bunch of different people that I think held me down this year. So um, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've been on social media, you've been watching some of the fuckery that has been going on, but Drake and Chris Brown are being sued by somebody, I don't even know who this man is, um, don't got a name for y'all, not going to look for it, um, but they're being sued by a man who is saying that no guidance is basically a bite off of his song. So we're going to play the clip, you know what I mean, we're going we're gonna to compare together, and we're going to figure it out. I 
So this is no guidance, you know what I mean, the original or what we see as the original. But I know you got it, you got it. You got it, you got it. It's the way you are. You got it, girl. Yeah, I'm going to go with a no. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with a no. That 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 ain't it. I don't think I don't Not this time. It never happened. It's false. Yeah, I don't think you're getting that one. I don't I don't think my man's is going to win that lawsuit. I don't know how this shit even got to the courts. And I'm really questioning. I really want to know how that happens. Because that shit don't sound nothing alike. Yes, y'all saying the same words. And I guess you could, I mean, if you're saying you got it melodically, it sounds somewhat similar, but that ain't it, famo. I think this is a publicity stunt and it worked because uh, the man's name is Mr. Cooper, by the way. It was just right there in my face. So I don't know who he, who he paid off to have this shit on the shade room and everything else. But, um, bruh, them shits don't sound alike at all. That ain't it. Moving on. What was it is Dave Chappelle's special. So Dave Chappelle had his final special on Netflix or what has been toted as the final special on Netflix um, called The Closer. And of course, in Dave Chappelle fashion, it has sparked a bunch of controversy because he is blatant with his jokes. I mean, that is Dave Chappelle's style. If you've known him since he's done stand-up and since he's had his Chappelle show, we all know what Dave Chappelle does. We all know that he takes the kitty gloves off and everybody can get it. Don't matter what your religion, your race, your creed, from his lens, he is going to tell jokes and bring up topics that are going to make you discuss what's going right, wrong, or indifferent. And so, of course... Over the years, he has been in contention with the LGBTQAI plus community regarding some of his statements and his rawness with his, uh, I guess, questions and or lack of understanding about certain things that go on within that community. And naturally, because of that, he is under... The scope again, people thought that they were going to pull the Netflix special because some people started to complain. Some people started to say that they had an issue with uh, some of the things that he said. Um, now, I, I watched the, the special as a straight male, um, so I can only talk from that lens. And listen, we got to get out of this uh, space that we're in. Uh, that, that's how I feel. We got to get out of this space where we can't tell enemy from friend, friend from foe. Um, the special was, in my opinion, Dave Chappelle in comedic fashion talking about the fact that there is a divide and because there's a divide, there is always going to be this space where people want to learn. And within them learning, they're going to make mistakes. There's going to be people who are going to say things and be wrong for saying them. He even admitted that in part of the special. He's talked about how in the beginning he made a bunch of jokes 
And he was using derogatory language, but he didn't know that it was derogatory when he was using it. And so as he's grown and as he's become, as he has become more aware of what not to say and what is is acceptable within that community, he has changed. Um, and so I think when we don't, when all we're looking for is an enemy, when all we're looking for is what did he say wrong, you're naturally going to find that. I always say this. I always say that when, when you look for something, you will find it. If you're looking for something bad, you're going to find it. If you're looking for something good, you're going to find it. It's a perspective thing. So if you're going into that special and you're automatically saying, oh, he's trash, he's this, he's that, you're going to find all of that. You're going to find the trash moments. You're going to find when he doesn't get it right. You're going to find the things that are going to back up whatever opinion it is that you have about him, preconceived opinion uh, about him and the special and his type of comedy. But if you go in there and you actually listen to what he's saying with even a neutral mind space, even if you're not looking for the good, if you sit there and you listen with neutral ears, then you're going to, there are conversations that can be had and that need to be had um, in order for people to get to a new space. I think that that's okay. Me personally, I understand that that doesn't necessarily give cover to people being ignorant, but part of being human is being ignorant. So we have to give a little bit of grace when it comes to what amount of ignorance we're willing to accept versus when we just going to attack people because that's the other other side of this coin. Is What's happening is it's no longer about people being ignorant. It's no longer about educating. It's honestly about I want to get my anger and frustration out on the next person. And I'm just waiting for them to make a mishap and, or misstep in order for me to be justified in not having patience, in order for me to be justified in saying, well, they deserved it, instead of us really taking the time to cipher out, all right, is this person just ignorant or is this person trying to be offensive? And there is a difference there. Sometimes ignorance can come off as being offensive, but that's when you have to have a parcel ear. That's when you have to be able to cipher through things and be like, oh, no, this person actually just doesn't know. I'll tell a quick story. When I was in college, I was in a meeting. It was a diversity meeting. We were all sitting around. We were talking about the diversity at the campus. Campus that I went to was predominantly white. It's like 90% white or some shit like that. It was some crazy number. Um, And so we had a lot of diversity meetings and we had a lot of retreats and different things on campus to find out how to change the culture and how to make things seem more inclusive. And I'm sitting there feeling like I'm the most diverse, uh, like I am the most diverse, sensitive person there. I'm this black male. There's a couple other black people around. There's a couple Asian people around. There's a couple of white people around. And we're all sitting in this circle and we're talking about the problems. And it's my turn. And they're like, X. I forgot what the shit was about, but they're like, X. Join in in the conversation. And here I come. Well, you know, I really feel like the Oriental such and such don't like such and such. And so 
Oriental, da-da-da-da-da. I kept using the word Oriental. Now, for those of you who don't know, Oriental can be seen as offensive. I had no clue at that time. I come from New York. You know, we use, we use all types of words in different ways. I say that all the time. We, we change the meanings of everything. Now, where I'm from, saying Oriental wasn't considered offensive. It was just a, a different way of referring to an Asian person. What was offensive or what was taught to me to be offensive was to miscategorize an Asian person. Not every Asian person is Chinese. Not a, every Asian person is Vietnamese. Not every Asian person is Japanese, such and such. So it was more offensive or it was considered what was taught to me to be offensive was to go up to any Asian person and just be like, oh, what's up? Yeah, the, the Chinese person over there. You don't know if they're Chinese. You don't know if they're Japanese. You don't know if they're Vietnamese or anything outside of Chinese. So for you to go to somebody and do that was offensive. But calling somebody Asian or Oriental wasn't taught to me to be offensive. And I'm sitting there at the meeting and people are kind of quiet. And I'm like, the fuck, why are people quiet? What's going on? And then one brave soul said, X, I think the word Oriental is offensive. I think that you're using the wrong term. And I said, as a, as a defensive 18-year-old, I was like, oh, well, you know, that was what was taught to me to, to not be offensive. But if it is offensive, I apologize. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't mean to offend anybody. But within that, the conversation was then open and I was able to learn and I was able to understand why that term shouldn't be used so loosely or whatever. And that only happens when you open up the line of dialogue. It doesn't happen if I get attacked at that meeting and told that I'm a terrible person and I can never come back and I'm shitty and I should know better. Obviously, I don't know better or I didn't know better at that moment in time. So how should I know better if I don't know what I don't know? And some people are like that. Some people don't understand. If I don't come from your culture or your lifestyle, I may not understand it fully. And so what ends up happening is two different camps, right? You have people who may be resistant but may be open to understanding, or you have people who are very resistant and they need to be educated. Either one of those camps they're not going to respond well to being attacked. Nobody responds well to being attacked. And that's just the reality. Sometimes being attacked is, is a quick way to, to learn you up, right? Like the moment you get jumped might be the moment that you say, I am never getting jumped again. I got to learn how to fight. Or, or the moment you get jumped is the moment you retreat into depression and never want to go outside again. The same applies to when we have in these conversations. If I get attacked as a person who is ignorant and I don't know any better, now I don't want to have the conversation at all. Because it's like every time I have a conversation within this space, I am being attacked for being ignorant, for not knowing things, for not being in a space of understanding. 
And again, if I get dropped off into Maldives right now, I'm not going to know everything that's culturally acceptable over there. I'm not. (laughs) And most of us aren't. Unless you've been there before or unless you are very familiar with the culture or, or something of that nature. And the same just applies in different lifestyles. Not everybody is going to be 100% aware of their ignorance. And we have to give them the grace to be able to do so. So I think that that was what Dave Chappelle's special was alluding to. And again, as I said, if you're looking for something negative, you'll find it. You know, if you're looking to quote unquote cancel him, you will find ways to justify that for yourself. But if you're actually listening to understand the art of comedy, you're going to get a totally different perspective from that special. And that, I think, is the the last piece. And we spoke about this a long, long time ago. But that is a part of this puzzle that is missing. A lot of us don't... Hold on, I'm about to hit somebody real quick. A lot of us don't understand that comedy is an art and there is a nuance to it and there is a skill to it and there are different genres of it. Distinguished talks a lot about dark comedy. Sometimes what Dave Chappelle does is dark comedy, but other times it's a a social critique that he's giving but in a comedic way. He's opening the door to allow us to examine things that would probably make us really, really upset or would probably cause an argument in a different setting. But because it's in a comedic setting, it's allowing us to laugh at our own ignorance or it's allowing us to laugh at our own defensiveness Or it's allowing us to laugh at the fact that we get offended so easily. That is part of comedy. Comedy is taking some of these hard conversations and making them lighthearted. You're supposed to go into a comedy house with your guard completely down. You're not supposed to be going there to get upset, even more upset. No, you have to know that you are going to be a target depending on what type of comedy the comedian is an expert at. You might become a a, a target. In New York, we got comedy houses all over 42nd Street. You go there, best believe, if you go there with a a partner, best believe the spotlight is going to be on you and that individual at some point in time, whether it's male or female. If it's a male, you might get a joke on you like, hey, y'all together? Knowing damn well, they know damn well that's your homeboy or whatever. Y'all together? Because it's allowing you to laugh at yourself in the sense of why would you get offended at that question? That's a legit question in 2021, right? But if you were to get offended, it's like, why? So that's what comedy does. Comedy allows us to have these hard, hard conversations, um, but in a fun way and in an interesting way. So I hope that we get back to that understanding of comedy because it seems like we are, we're trying to like force ourselves to be offended at everything. And in doing that, we take, 
we're we're just doing the opposite of what we're fighting against. I think you're 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 being a liberal liberal conservative. Like you're you're saying that you you want everybody to be open and free and da 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 da, but you're being restrictive in trying to reach that goal. And again, not everybody's doing it to be a dick. I'm going to attempt to call my friend in to have this next conversation. So this next conversation is, has ever, have you ever been bagged by somebody younger than you? So this is a meme that has been going around. Uh, and I want to see, I know for myself, I've definitely been bagged by a younger person on several occasions. Um, and what allowed that to happen was one, the younger person was more, they were mature. They showed a a sense of maturity. So they were able to impress me with their ability to converse, uh, keep lines of communication open, things like that. Um, Yeah. So let me see if my friend's going to pick up. We're going to be doing this all show long. Hello. Hello, am I speaking with Ruby? Yes. <laughs> this is XAB from Dad Has and Bowties. How are you doing today? Hey. Hey, hey. I'm doing fine. How are you? I am excellent. So I have a question for you. Um, all right. So my co-hosts are not here today. It is just me. So we get to have this conversation one-on-one, which is excellent as well. Right? So. Okay. Okay. The question is, have you ever been bagged by somebody younger than you? Ooh. Um, yes, I have. Um, wait, wait. What, what, what age range are we talking about? Like, like as far as the age gap, like extremely younger or like a few years, um, like a couple years? <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like if they're just younger, it, it counts. It counts? Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I definitely have. Mm-hmm. So what allowed that to happen? Like, what did that, that person bring to the table that made it, like, for you to be like, all right, he, he younger, uh, but I'm going to give him a try? So my first experience with somebody younger was actually somebody who I was with, like an ex. It was an ex-boyfriend. Okay. And we met, we met when we were in high school. And mm. so I was like, yeah, I was like in 11th grade and he was like 10th grade. So technically he was like two years younger than me, but we ended up being together for like six years after that. Um, and I feel like at the time when I, when I, you know, decided to move on with the relationship, he was a lot, he was mature. Like he gave me a mature type of vibe. It was like something that I wasn't really used to. And I was like, okay. And I don't even think, I really knew his age initially. Like before I decided to talk to him, I don't think I really knew how old he was. Okay. It wasn't until like later after I decided that I would like like this guy or whatever that we ended up, you know, dating. But yeah, um, he definitely was more mature. Um, kinda it didn't seem like he was much younger than me and I was just like, Well, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna just go ahead and, you know Just let him let him slide real quick. So yeah. what what do you think is like 
the youngest you would date? Like how many years in between? The youngest that I would or that I have? Oh, well, give me both. (laughs) Give me me both. Okay. um, I would say the youngest that I would go now. um, I would say... I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go younger than twenty nine. Like, so I just turned thirty. So okay, congratulations! Go, Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but I definitely would not go younger than twenty nine. Like, it's pushing it because that's I that's feel, one like, year. That's only one year. <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's, to me, <laughs> to me, I'm like mm, at this at this day and age, this point in my life, I'm I'm gonna need somebody that's like thirty and up, like. So you like know, older mentally, older guys I'm now? Very, yeah, I just like mentally, I am definitely much more mature than any of the guys that I've met that's that's younger than like twenty nine. Like it's just yeah, it's just not it hasn't done it. Not to say that there are none out there that give me a more mature feel. Like you know, as far as conversation, as far as intimacy, as far as um, uh, emotionally, all that stuff. Like right. I don't know, I haven't. I don't think <laughs> definitely not twenty five. Like no, that's giving it like mm mm. Okay. It's, it's a no for me for that. So but, what is um, what is the youngest you ever th- that you ha- like? What is the age gap that you you have like the biggest one you've ever had? The biggest one. So uh, ooh, ooh I don't know if I want to say this. <laughs> <laughs> this it, um, I, I'm not proud of it, but okay. So when I was like, how old was I? I don't know, late twenties, fine, a few years ago. I don't know, but I had dated this guy briefly who was twenty two. Okay, so I mean, it was like a it was like a six year age gap. Yeah, six yeah six year age gap. I, that you know, um, every, as long as as long as it's legal, it's good. That's oh I, no, 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 it was def- it was definitely legal, but it was real young. I felt like I was definitely robbing the cradle. He but was, um, did he Hollywood give you that? Too. Did he give you that energy? He gave you that robbing the cradle energy. Um, in some aspects, yes. Okay. Like he was um very goal in, uh goal oriented, and he was going somewhere. Like I didn't feel like he was eighteen or like. And I, I mean, he wasn't. I could tell he was younger. That's all I know. I could tell that mm-hmm. he was definitely younger than me, and um, he was just cute. Like he was fine. Honestly, he was fine. Like. And I was like, this ain't gonna work because <laughs> one, um, he wasn't. It was just like our the things that we liked to do was kind of different. Like he was ready to be in a club all the time, or he was like, I don't know, it just was off. I didn't feel right doing it. And then uh, I also feel like he didn't have himself together. So like when I was, however old I was, twenty whatever, twenty, I don't know, twenty eight. What I say, twenty eight, twenty. I don't know, but however old I was. I feel like I was in a place where I had everything in my life kind of together. Like I was solid. My I had had my career. I had like you know money and bank or whatever. Right. I don't know. I just feel yeah. like I was just a little more together than he was, and I just wasn't at a place where I wanted to wait and meet him. Wait for him to meet me where I was at. So I was just like, nah, this ain't gonna work. Like you cute and everything, we could kick it for a little bit, but after that, it was like it was nothing really he could do for me. Yeah, I mean, that tends to be, like, the, the scenario, I think, that ends up popping up all the time is, like, I think when you date people at a younger, like, in the beginning, it's, it's dope because they tend to be, like, for me, it's the same thing. Like, if someone is 
is mature but younger, they might catch my eye. Uh-huh. Like I might be able to, right. to yeah. see what's up with them for a little bit. But it all mm-hmm. at some point, I do feel like sometimes you see a maturity gap that it's like, damn, do am I okay with this or does this make me feel weird? Does this make me feel like maybe nah, I mean this ain't it? Like mm-hmm. I feel like that tends to always pop up, but it's always different, right? Like you all, you know, you got younger people that are go getters, they getting it, uh, whatever the case is. But then it'll be like mm-hmm. something like conversational wise, and you'd be like, oh my god, right, exactly. <laughs> like I can't have a yeah. conversation with you. Right, right, and, and that's where the guy that I was just talking about, who was 22, that's where it kind of ended. It's like, okay, well, if we want to go out somewhere and, like, have some drinks and, you know, talk or have fun, like, shoot the breeze and shit, it's cool, but when I want to talk to you about something deep or something, like, that's past surface level, it was kind of like cricket. That he didn't really have much to talk about. And I'm sure, you know, eventually, as he gets older, I'm sure he will start to grow into that, but... At that moment, I was like, yeah, he ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, this ain't for me. Nothing that we can really talk, you know, talk about. But again, I'm sure it's some, some younger guys out there that does have that to offer. Um, I actually met somebody, too, who was not as young as him, but kind of like early 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, his conversation was better. You know, it was like, if you didn't ask him how old he was, you couldn't really tell. You couldn't really say, like, oh, he's in his early 20s. Like, he was getting, like, late 20s, maybe early 30s. Like, even um, the way he looked, it just gave him more mature vibes. So I know it's uh, guys out there that probably get that, even if they are younger. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the case. I think it it has to do with life experience, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think there are yeah. a lot of young people out there that, they just grew up. Like, I always knew that when I was younger, I was way more mature than my age. Right? Mm-hmm. And people would right. tell me that yeah. all the time. So I definitely feel like I could have dated. I didn't really date older, but I could. I feel like I could have dated older and it wouldn't have been. Could have. Yeah. Yeah. For a sure. big thing. I definitely dated a 45-year-old when I was like 27, 28. Like, that definitely Ooh. happened. <laughs> that definitely I- happened. I'm That other person felt like maybe you was too young? Like you gave up two young vibes to them? Um, I felt like it was an underlying thing. So like when we were together, like alone, having our own time, you know, in the house, and like we on a date on date night, I felt like I felt very compatible with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so when we were around like his family or his friends who were also in his age group that I felt kind of like, not that he was ashamed of me, but that he almost didn't like the fact that I guess they could tell that I was younger than he was. You know what I mean? Like they, I don't know. It felt, I felt like he definitely, I felt like he wanted to be with me, but I just felt, it was almost like like he was embarrassed a little bit. Like I know now I probably shouldn't be dating a girl, but I don't know. I didn't feel like he owned he owned the fact that I was younger around other people, and that kind of made me uncomfortable. So, you know, that is yeah. actually an amazing point. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's interesting, and I think that that comes mm-hmm. up too, like in terms of when you're dating someone that you know is, is noticeably younger than you. 
younger, right? Like sometimes that does invoke feelings of like, damn, do I, you know, if I have them around my friends, like, how does that come off? How is is it like uh-huh. an issue or something like that? Right. So I I could see that, but I feel like like what is the age that you feel like it doesn't even matter anymore? Like like it don't matter if you're young or not. Wait, say it again. I don't think I understand. Like, what is the age? The the age that you feel like it doesn't it's a it doesn't matter that you're younger. Like if you're 28 and you're dating a 40 year old, like I feel like society doesn't really care as much as opposed oh. to like if you're like 40 dating a 23 year old, then people are gonna look at you kind of crazy. Kind of like oh you gay after you. Um, I would say I would say definitely 28 like. Maybe yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. Like people don't really care. I mean, I didn't give. I, honestly, I didn't care. Like I, when I was dating the older guy, um, I didn't care what my family thought. I didn't care what my friends thought. I was like, girl, peace. I'm dating this man. I don't care. I'm in love. So <laughs> whatever. Like I didn't. It didn't matter to me. Um, but I guess it depends on the person too. Like if you are that type of person that gives that cares what people think. I mean, it, it'll be difficult for you to navigate in that situation. But. I feel like for society, I think that, yeah, late 20s, definitely like 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Even I think 30, I think 30 is a solid age where like people don't care. Like you can be 30 and dating, I mean, it might be pushing it, but I would say, you know, say 40, which 46, 47, I don't know. And nah, nobody's really going to look, yeah, look at you and, and be like, oh, what is she doing? Because technically, to me, I feel like at 30, it's like, all right, you lived a little bit, you're not in your 20s no more, and mm-hmm. it's more accepted at that age. Now, when you're 30, society don't give a fuck about you. Nobody, nobody they cares. Don't care. they no, do not care. <laughs> nobody cares anymore. They like whatever. <laughs> if she want to date that 65 year old, she good. Like it she don't matter. Do it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think th- uh, 30 is definitely a good number. Like a solid number of people. Like, mm. all right, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so, Ruby, um, you are amazing. Uh, I am so glad. This is the eve of my birthday, so I'm giving people shout outs ah! for. <laughs> I'm giving people shout outs um, You're amazing I'm so glad to have made your acquaintance And got to know you this year um, And I just yeah. want you to continue To be like dope Like everything you do is dope You are a dope dancer Like you have so much swag and energy around you It's like super dope um, and Thank you so much I know you have a show that you do on IG Live Do you want to plug that? Yes, yes. So we've been on pause for a little bit, but um, I do a show with my best friend, um, Naira, and it is called T-Deep, the T-Deep channel. And, you know, we've been building it up. Um, We talk definitely about dating in our 20s. We both are now 30, but, you know, we definitely had a lot of experiences in our 20s um, dealing with dating and relationships and just all, all things that that, that uh, revolve around that so that's our show we do it on uh, first we did it on Fridays now we are um, doing it on Sundays at 7pm okay. and we plan to get get it back going in a couple weeks so yeah so dope well Ruby thank you so much for spending this time with me and I will talk to you soon thank you so much for having me I'll talk to you soon for mm-hmm. sure later alright later
All right. I de- definitely forgot. <laughs> definitely forgot I was still recording real quick. Um, all right, yeah. So yeah, let's get back into it. Let's get back into some of this stuff. Ruby is amazing. She is super dope. Um Everybody go check that IG live out. I'm going to see if I can get her IG handle somewhere uh, in the description of the episode so y'all could go follow her, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> she said that she thought it was on IG and she had her camera ready. I'm dying. Um, all right. So let me play this clip. So we got our boy Diddy over here with a Ciroc commercial. Let's let's uh let's get into this Ciroc commercial really quick because this shit was kind of funny. I'm not even gonna hold you. Distinguished said it is cap. So we're gonna listen to the story and I want us to be the judge of if this is cap or not. If if Diddy's out here lying or if Diddy is is <laughs> is telling the truth. All right, let me find this really quick. Uh boom. Oh, snap. Here we go. to go downtown to Joe's Pizza. This is when I was on the heaviest side of things, not eating healthy, eating a lot of pizza and living life. When I'm walking out, it's this beautiful black just goddess comes out of the car. You know me. I'm me. I introduced myself. Man, Puff Daddy, she said I'm queen. Oh, it's a certain place in Africa. I said, wow, I never really met a queen from Africa. And she said, would you like to go tonight? So I said, you could, I'll, yes. I said, yes. I'm spontaneous like that. Jump on the jet, we talking, we had so much fun, we danced, but we didn't fall in love. That's a blue dot night. One night. So here's why I'm gonna call it cap. I'm with distinguish on this one. You need certain vaccinations before before you go to Africa. You can't just you can't just hop on a plane and just fly out. I ain't never heard no shit like that. So I'ma say this is cap too. Distinguish, I'm with you, brother. It's cap. All right, let's see what else we got on the docket for today before I just start calling people in. Um, so there, there's another meme going around about men um, and basically them not wanting to open up to women. And I'm about to read a couple of them. And let's see. If I find these to be relatable, this is always an ongoing conversation on IG. I don't know when we going to get past this man versus woman shit, but while we here, might as well <laughs> chime in and figure it out together, right? Let's see. There we go. So the name, so the meme is men sharing why they do not open up to women or explain how they feel to them. This first one was hard to read through, so I couldn't even. I'm gonna try my best. Um, but it says, "Why do women shut? Why do men shut their partners out when they're going through stuff? It's unfair." And then homie put, "Because at some point you'll use it against him, whether intentional or not. Because women don't know certain things can't be said, and when said, they can't be taken. Sorry, just won't cut it. I think it meant once they're said, they can't be taken back." Um. Do I agree with this shit? Um, I do feel like there are some women out there that 100% will use your vulnerable things against you. I've, I've definitely been in relationships or dated people who waited for the right moment to pull up some shit that I told them 
in a vulnerable moment um, in a way to try and use it against me. Um, so I do feel like that is something that happens, but I don't feel like that's like gender specific. I feel like niggas do that too. Like, I feel like there's some ain't shit out ass niggas out there that if they was dating somebody, they might pull up like, yo, that's why you can't get pregnant or some wild shit like that. Like, I do feel like that's more of a, like, that's not specific to women. Um, but that's specific to a bad partner in general. So that's what I got to say about that one. The next one is the answer to this question is in the tweet itself. And she doesn't even have the self-awareness to realize it. First paragraph, the man has a problem. He's going through stuff. Second line, she made it about herself. It's unfair to you, right? And that's why men don't. I relate to this one a little bit more. I mean, in terms of, I do feel like there are times and scenarios where as a man, if I was to bring up like, yo, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. I've said it on this podcast before. There have been times where I've been spilling my heart out to a woman and I feel like they're not even listening. And I don't feel like, and I feel like that is like more woman specific. Like I feel like when I do that to certain women, they, they'll listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh wow. Oh crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the moment I'm done is right back to them or they make it about them or if I start acting a certain type of way based off of like, yo, I'm busy, it becomes a, a an attack towards them. It's like, no, it's like I'm dealing with something myself and I need you to support me right now, but you telling me like me being to myself is affecting you is not really helping. And I don't feel like let me let me think about this before I say it. Uh, if I've seen any of my homeboys or if I have ever. I feel like if a woman is going through things, society kind of has dictated to men that we are supposed to help them solve that problem. So if a woman has a problem, we get more into solution mode. Um, But all right, let's go into the next one. Because y'all don't tend to understand most times and just make it seem about you. Because I need space to myself doesn't mean that I don't love a lady or don't have affection. Sometimes that moment of solitude is just needed to garner enough inspiration or get ideas for stuff. I agree with this one. I think that sometimes the, the thought process behind things is, oh my God, he wants to spend time with himself or he's not in the mood for me to be all up under him. So that must mean something against me. And no, I think a lot of times if a man just needs that solitude, I'm definitely one of those type of people that if I need solitude, just give me the solitude. Don't like, don't try and go under my skin. Like I need that time alone. Someone else put, I agree that it's not an ideal or healthy pattern. Let me start off by saying I agree with that. It is not healthy to have your partner feel like they're shut out or to have your partner feel like you're not giving them a reason as to why maybe you're moving different or you're not expressing things towards them. I don't think that's healthy at all. I also think that it's important to make sure that you pick a partner that you don't feel like you have to do that with. Um, the tweet goes on to say, however, the fact that 
the thought ends with it's unfair means that the you feel it's something he's doing to you. But it's not about you. Women need to separate themselves from the solution if you're going to be helpful at all. Another person put, the issue isn't men shutting out their partners. The issue is if I tell you what I'm going through, what would you do to help? Just another, oh, sorry, babe, and small hug. And that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's like sometimes I'm telling you things. And someone said, I think in this in this tweet, that it the disconnect can often come from a lot of times women will 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 say things and offer their emotions to vent, and they don't really want a solution. They just want to be able to get those emotions out and have someone hear them versus men oftentimes put their emotions out there looking for a way to rectify the situation and or find a way to to resolve it. And I think that's somewhere in here. But someone else put, because the second I share my deepest fears with you is the second that the mental image you have of me, one of surety, poise, and strength, takes a hit. Then my weakness can be aired in a future disagreement or even used as uh, something to shock me into submission. Kajel is here. I don't know if that's a real word. Somebody let me know. Um, Someone else wrote, because a lot of young women have made it abundantly clear that suffering or financial weakness is not acceptable in a partner. This hurts us both. Then there's the possibility that she has shown an inability to deal with hardship, so telling her won't make a difference. This the one. This the one right here. Okay? Um, a, lot, a lot of what this social media climate is, is you're a bum if you can't do this for me. You're this, you're that if you can't do X, Y, and Z. So I do feel like there is now the effect of men feeling as if they don't even want to admit if, for instance, they don't got it this week. Instead of them being able to be open and being like, yo, babe, I'm a little low this week, so um, if you want to see me, let's let's stay in. Or uh, if you want to see me, like let's, let's do a, a cheap date or whatever the case is. Like a lot of men shy away from that conversation now. And so what ends up happening instead is there might be a lack of communication for that time while that man is down. That man don't got the money to go out. And so you don't hear from him or there's an expectation of you spending money to do X, Y, and Z. And because he knows that expectation is there, he might dip out. It's unhealthy too. But I think that the climate that we're in is leading to that. It's, it's leading us to these spaces where communication about finances or communication about weakness, like, yo, I'm not in the best mental space right now. Like, I'm I'm kind of depressed or I'm kind of low or I need your assistance. A lot of women see that as weakness. Not all, but a lot. A lot see that as a weakness based off of social media culture. I think things change when you get into a one-on-one space with an actual human being, but Oftentimes, that is what is being projected. And a lot of times, we take what's thrown on social media as people's true intentions. Um, So, next one. Before you know it, you become social media content when the relationship is over. Um, I once dated this guy. They reduced his salary at work. That man didn't stop complaining. And I knew I deserved better. Uh, Once she is done with you, your struggles become content. Don't do it. Men open up 
at the initial stages of the relationship. Then they get shot down. Then she turns the conversation about her. Women vent while men talk to find solutions to a problem. When a woman responds to his expressed issues as venting, he'll never open up to you again. I think that last part is the important piece there. And then someone put, this is a broad generalization. Uh, It's highly dependent on the woman's critical thinking and objectivity. And I think that this point right here is the overall point. This is the point of all points, right? All this stuff is subjective. And all this stuff is based on whoever you are dating. And if you realize these signs, what we have to start doing as a generation is is to kind of give up on said situation, know it's not for you, and then move on. That's really what it is. Um, and then someone put, men will generally open up when their security of knowledge, feedback, and contributions instead of rejection and humiliation. They're supportive women helping out there too. So I'm going to call one of my favorites. We've, we've called her off before. Um, and I am going to see how she feels about some of this. Hey. Hola, am I speaking with Saika? <laughs> you know that you're speaking with me. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing good. I'm going to not complain. I just had an issue with Grubhub, so I'm like a little, you know, feisty because you know how women are, we're hungry. Yeah. But I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I could deal with hungry Saika. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to make it quick. Before I, I called you because it's the eve of my birthday and... Yes. My co-hosts are, are missing, so I am giving shout-outs to all the people that held me down in some way, shape, or form or made this year special for me. And, of course, you made the list, so I want to give you your, your accolades in a second. But I did stumble across an interesting conversation that I would like your input on. Okay, so, I'm ready. All right, so you know the memes are, are rampant on social media, on Instagram these days. Mm -hmm. And they have this meme out here regarding men not opening up to women. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think that that is a truth? And if it is, why do you feel like men don't open up to women as much as they can or should? Um, Yeah, let's start there. Men don't open up to women. Well, first of all, I'm like, I want to know what the meme actually says. But men don't open up to women because they don't open up to themselves. And we can't expect people to divulge in conversation and moments of growth when they don't experience that on an interpersonal level. So it's kind of like, it's not y'all fault. Y'all just, it's just not something that you're used to. I agree with that. I think that there is, I mean, there's definitely a societal push for men to not acknowledge their emotions. And Mm so, you know, from a young age. So then when they get into manhood and they're being axed by their partner, to delve into that a little bit. They don't know what the hell is cooking. They don't know how to do that mm-hmm. at all. Because the feeling is weird. It's a very weird feeling. It's like I don't I don't fault men um for not exploring their emotions, but I do I do fault men for not being open to vulnerability when they do meet that person that they feel like this moment is worth it with. Cuz you mm. know when it's just like damn like this might you know what? But when you don't take the extra steps and you don't like dive into vulnerability then that's when I'm just like, but you felt comfortable with this person, so what's up? 
that's when I fought y'all. Now that is a that's an interesting conundrum because it's like you meet someone and you know that that person is a safe space, but you're mm-hmm. so used to not opening up that you mm-hmm. ruin it by treating them like they aren't. And what, then you gotta they take are. your L. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take your L. <laughs> and and unfortunately, I feel like that happens a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. when we're talking about like relationships and things like that. People don't acknowledge their peace in it. And a lot of times when you meet that one or the, that one that got away, it's always because of, of some component where you could have done way better, but you weren't ready to. And then you have to have that heartbreak that opens you up. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think that not only men go through that, like women go through that as well. Right. And you meet the person and you don't take the opportunity to be vulnerable and to grow and to learn. And then you watch them go be amazing with someone else, you know? That is, that is a hard, that's a hard thing, man. That is a, a hard pill to swallow. It is. I'm thinking about times where I've definitely done that. I've definitely like felt like I've built somebody up and then had to mm-hmm. watch them become or, or had to watch them with somebody being that version that I felt like they could have been with me. But mm-hmm. I think that's the, the those are the, the ups and downs of, of love, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. So before I go into to giving you your flowers, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. There is another thing that popped up on social media. So there, I don't know if you've seen this meme, but there was a dude who uh, put up like this story of him taking these young women out. And in the midst of doing so, they ran into an issue when he... I'm going to just read the story. So let me bring it. Yeah, just read it. I'm like, I don't, I didn't, I've never seen this one, so I don't even know what we're talking about. Okay, perfect. So it says, backstory. Went out with some uh, homie of mine, and we ended up buying drinks for a group of women with no aggression, no intentions, other than it's Sunday fun day. The group of four committed to kicking it with us for the rest of the day. So I began talking to the main girl that was interested in me as I was in her and offered to drive them, and even got more bottles for the rooftop. My homies Mm -hmm. were in the other car meeting us. This is where I guess things went south without me even knowing. As I'm driving, let's focus on this. As I'm driving, they say, hey, we are hungry. So I say, in a harmless manner, since I'm driving uh, and can't be on my phone, do y'all mind getting us some food from Uber Eats? The energy Mm -hmm. plummeted at that point. However, her friend that they tasked to order clearly broke and didn't have $50 for food. So she started uh, huffing and puffing and said her boyfriend was pissing her off. Uh, Mm. The rest of the night was me asking my girl what's wrong because now we are all having fun, except the one friend that didn't want to order. Fast forward, we talk for about a day and a half before I get this text. Mind you, money is never an issue. We paid for their drinks. We didn't press them for their numbers. Drove them to two spots and got more bottles. So we spent about a, about $700 for the night. And all I did was ask if they could pay for a platter of chicken that would feed six to seven of us. And it was $50. So then the text he got was, um, thanks. And next time you buy a group of pretty girls some drinks, you shouldn't assume that there's anything in return. You did too what? much yesterday. And then the, <laughs> then the dude. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, Go ahead. <laughs> dude said, huh? What are you talking about? You could have you just communicated. We too old not to. I didn't assume anything. That's what the guy responded. 
you didn't assume because you did assume because you you purchased drinks that and then we were buying food. And he was like, You right, have a good night. How do you feel about this exchange? Oh my god, I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as a black woman living in America <laughs> I have to preface it with that. I completely understand that my perception on this specific topic, not in general, my perception on this specific topic Mm -hmm. and my opinion is going to have some of the women label this a pick me situation. Now, um, uh, whoever's listening is probably not familiar with me, but I'm definitely team princess diaries. I live my life as a Disney princess. Um, absolutely. The issue is that there's a false sense of entitlement, um, in this day and age. And not, it's not an innate false sense of entitlement. It's not something that most of us were raised with because I was raised as a Caribbean woman. Mm-hmm. So as a Caribbean woman, there's a certain expectation and a standard for men. Right. Same way with like African bred women. There's a certain expectation and standard that you have for the men that you are dating. However, because of social media and because of the Saweeties and because of the Cardi B's and because of the stripper culture, which... I stand a great stripper. Strippers work hard. Strippers definitely work work hard as hell. (laughs) But but there's a certain expectation and standard that all women are being taught to have that they are not deserving of. There was a video on YouTube that I almost wanted to do a reaction video to, but I was just like, nope, because they're going to drag you. They're going to be like, and it's because you look like this and because you think like this and because you raised like this, blah, blah, right. But I think that there's a false sense of entitlement here. This whole niggas got to pay for everything and men got to meet providers and what do you bring to the table? All I have to do is be the woman and be this, this, and that. To a certain extent, I completely stand women who say that all I have to do is be pretty mm-hmm. and show up like this. And you're supposed to pay for everything. However, there's a certain etiquette, there's a certain vernacular, and there's a certain um, self-preservation, and there's a certain self-awareness that comes with that attitude for you to say that you deserve a man who completely provides for you. Because if you're going to be a trophy, then you need to be completely a trophy. Mm. And so we think that to just say that, like, oh, no, well, all men are supposed to bend over backwards and provide for women. And we compare it to other cultures. And so in the Muslim culture, the way that the women carry themselves in order to not, I wouldn't even say in order to, because there's so much more to life than the validation of men, but the way that those women carry themselves in preparation for marriage and in preparation for their sole providers and in order to be housewives and this, this, and that, or even in like before the feminist movement started, the way that women were brought to carry themselves to attract sole providers are very different than the women now who think that just because you show up to the club looking good, you're supposed to just, like, he doesn't know you. Like, that's wild to me. Y'all expect, y'all expect a certain level of devotion and for men who don't know you to provide and protect you. And that's just weird to me because how do they know that you're worth that? And while we all want to believe that we are absolutely worth that, your actions don't actually reflect that you are worth this sort of sacrifice. Like there was a, and I'm rambling. You, first of all, why would you call me? You know that I ramble. And it's like, 
I'm just listening. <laughs> it's like it's, it's rambling hour for you for sure. It's rambling hour for me. <laughs> but like the what really brought this on was that there was a tweet where this girl asked this guy. I'm gonna actually find a video and react to it. Okay, so this girl asked this guy to pay for her nails, and it's like the first of the month. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I actually got a couple of bills that I got to take care of. Um, so I'm not going to be able to do that, to, do that for you. Right. Now, mind you, they're not in a relationship. They're not really dating. They just talk. And so in American culture, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a European now. In American <laughs> culture, <laughs> you, when you just from talk France. to somebody, it just means that y'all have sex and engage in conversation. That's really how it is, especially in New York. Like, Y'all have sex, y'all engage in conversation where you guys are kind of getting to know each other, but you're comfortable enough to exchange in company without commitment. That's what talk is. That's what talk is. So y'all talk and you're asking this man to play for your nails. Now, we live in 2021 where bad bitch culture, which I engage in heavily, (laughs) means that your nails cost minimum a basic set is eighty dollars. A lot of okay? money. Lot. I'm, I was raised in the nineties. A regular set was twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. So twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty dollars acrylic for eighty dollars. That's a huge jump. Okay, let's talk about that. So a basic set is eighty dollars, which means that with a good nail tech and especially with all the black women on Instagram slaying, your set is average with tip around 130 to 160 dollars this is a fact right this man who you talk to which means who you are engaging in sexual activity with and keeping company for emotional comfort tells you that he don't got 160 dollars to give to you because it's borderline the first of the month and i'm paying bills she goes on twitter and she exposes him for being broke and basically setting her standards and that this is not the kind of man that I would ever be with, ah, 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 this, this, and that. So the girl who makes the video basically says that this is, so she got dragged on Twitter, I guess, right? And so the girl who made the video basically said that, like, you know, y'all always get mad at black women for having standards. Okay. So from my perspective, a man who knows how to prioritize his money is. That should be a keeper. In my opinion. That could be a keeper. You're mad that a man who barely knows you doesn't want to cash out because he's already sleeping with you. And now, I'm again, I'm team sex. I love sex. Sex on the first date. If it's hitting right, love it. Absolutely here for it. This, However, is, the, this is the first time Saika has opened up like this. Oh, I know. <laughs> this is crazy. Yo, y'all don't even know. Like... <laughs> This is the birthday gift Blame right here. It's your birthday. Blame the vodka. But it's really just like, it's like, yo, like you really got to twist it. So then, so then of course, we always want, whenever we're having these conversations, and I say we because I'm part of the community of black women who vent about relationships and how difficult it is to date black men and how much we love black men and don't feel like, you know, we're getting our fair share out of how much we give out. I'm, I understand. I'm here for it. I'm team heartbreak Drake all day. <laughs> but, but, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other races. And so the other races that we compare ourselves to are Hispanic women. Hispanic women are groomed 
in my experience, I always have to throw that out there so that nobody be like, um, first of all, that's not true. So in my experience, being raised in New York, Hispanic women are groomed to cater to the needs of their partner. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see nothing wrong with that. But that's how they're groomed. Black women are not groomed to cater to the needs of their partner. Then you compare African cultures and more specifically people who are religious and you think of Muslim women Mm -hmm. and Muslim women carry themselves in a specific way where they wait for their partner. So when they have the husbands who are paying for the family and who are completely providing for the household and where your only job is to pop out babies, they're, they're raised a specific way. So to be an African-American woman raised in America, and more specifically, more specifically for me, to be raised in New York, where you're saying that a man is supposed to cash out for you, but then you're offended when he doesn't prioritize the thing. It's like, what are you being taught that, the, that a provider actually is? You know, it... Because, again, I pay on average 140 to $50 for my nails. But if you tell me that you can't pay for that because you have to take care of your bills, and as someone who's seeking a husband and a provider and a man who's just ah so big and strong and a protector, <laughs> then that's a quality that I'm supposed to admire. So I'm mad at you and I'm going to drag you on social media, on the internet, and call you a brokey because you don't have an extra $150 to go towards my bill. Your car note could be $700 right now. And and I think these are the important conversations that I think need to happen a little bit more often because I'm a I think a lot of men I'm, I can't speak for everybody but a lot of men have the mentality where they do want to form some or, or give some form of, of providing and protecting to every woman that they meet but like mm-hmm. you said there is a level to it if if I just met you and we're kind of talking. And we're, you know, exchanging time and energy and having sex and doing all these things. That's cool, but it's still new. I don't know that this is a forever thing. I don't know that this is maybe even uh, an exclusive thing. This may not be exclusive, and that's fine, too. And with that knowledge, though, you asking me for anything upwards of $300, I'm, well, realistically, anything up, uh, upwards of $100, I'm going to raise my eyebrow. But anything upwards of $300, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that at this point in time, doesn't mean that that person is broke. I honestly, like you said, especially if there is a, a reason, like, yeah, nah, I actually, you know, my bills are coming. I'm Yeah, my bills are coming. That should be a, a, to me, I always, I mean, I'm not a woman, but I always been like, yo, if a dude is able to be that upfront and and like, yo, nah, it's about bills right now, but I got you next time or you know, mm-hmm. I don't have no issue doing this for you, but just not right now. I think that's dope. I think uh, to me, that would be dope if I was a girl. Like, I'd be like, oh, OK, he's he's about his right now. Like, I understand right. that, you know, but this new culture, I think, sensationalizes. And then we get to like these extremes with everything. It's like you want the common man to buy you a Birkin bag. The common Listen, man is not making not, <laughs> Birkin money. <laughs> All of the conversations about, like, you know, like, um, I think that there was a time where there was a conversation about, like, you know, when Quavo cheated on Sweetie, and I think he bought her, or he, he, he gave her, like, there was, like, an extreme amount of money involved. And I was just like, y'all, 
How yeah, he got a car and then he repoed it. He got a car or something like that. And I was just like, but are we being aware of the tax bracket that we're in? Okay, right. that's actually the best example that I get. So anybody who knows me knows that I am a Drake fan, right? Right. And um, I remember when I was in Paris, um, somebody sent me an article that had like released about Drake taking this, like he rented out a stadium. Oh yeah, Dodger Stadium. He rented out the Dodger Stadium for a date. And it's so funny because like, I absolutely love Drake. But when I saw that, I was like super turned off. And I couldn't really understand why I felt the way that I felt. Like I was just like unimpressed. Like I saw the stadium, I saw the dinner set up, I saw her and I was just like, yeah, I'm really not impressed, right? right. Like, everybody on the internet is going crazy. This one girl, and I love black women because we're brilliant. This one girl made a tweet, and she basically broke down the fact that, like, with the Drake tax bracket. Yeah, Drake was like $10. That was like a 23. (laughs) No, I remember the number. It was a $23 date. And I was like, okay, that explains why I was. I was just like, you rented out a stadium. It was, that was a picnic for a first date. Now, I don't mind a picnic for a first date if I'm super, super feeling you. But if you're Drake and people are making a big deal about this, I just don't see how this is impressive. And I think that people don't understand the actual value of a dollar. We just think, if we think a million dollars and we think about going to the dollar store, you can get a million things. Right. Well, maybe like a little under a million things because you think of tax. But for me, I think of value. I think of time spent. I think of money spent. And I think of the actual value of what you're getting. It's the same thing as like when you think about investing in furniture in a bag. If you buy a $50 bag, you're going to buy another $50 bag in another two months or so, depending on how much you wear that bag. If you buy a $3,000 bag, that bag is going to last you for the rest of your life especially depending on the brand and you can pass it down to your children. Now your child has a vintage piece that they can then sell for about three times that amount. So I think that the issue is that we're being pushed this idea of money, 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 but we're not actually considering tax bracket and value. So we're sitting on men who have nine to five and we're glorifying rappers. We're glorifying ball players. We're glorifying trappers or glorifying scammers because oh in new york scammers is it i've never dated a scammer and i'm also happy that i've never dated a scammer because me is just like so you was able to spend five thousand dollars in 15 minutes and it takes me about two clients three clients to make that i'm a little salty because yeah, i actually had to put in a couple of hours to get this money that's a, that's you know, a different type of lifestyle we're losing the understanding of value when it comes to money. And that's why we're shitting on people who are working hard. And so then when somebody says, I can't give you, I can't afford, no, I can't afford to give you $150 for your nails because I got to pay my bills. You're not even considering what those bills are. You're just so turned off that for giving sex or for looking pretty, you aren't entitled to this extra free money. And that bothers me. I am 100% in agreement with you because, I mean, I never even looked at it from the idea of we're losing the value of money. Like, I always knew it was some component that we were losing the value in. And I didn't know if it was values, is it morals, is it X, Y, and Z. But 
It's really we don't is. Know the value of money. It's the value of money. It's the value of money that we're we're getting to this space where we just look at money as this like imaginary number that you can just you can just get up at any moment in time. And like you said, with the whole scammer culture that blew up since like 2013 um, and and people just grabbing people's information and like you said, charging up $10,000 in one night and acting like that's normal and that's cool or whatever. We are in this space where if you're looking for the ultimate provider in a sense, then you might see that as, as provided, but you're also not looking at long-term. And I think that's mm-hmm. another piece that is missing. Everybody wants these like short-term immediate gratification moments. And it's like the things that you want takes time. If you want that, that strong relationship where you are also you getting the Birkin, that. yeah, that's going to take time. You're not just, if you get that within the first week, then that there's, it's not stable. It, it's, it's, it's like the, the stock market. It'll go up and it'll crash at some point. But if you want that thing that's actually stable and building interest over time, you know what I mean? That, that's not going to be within the first three weeks. It's going to be a buildup to get to that point. Absolutely. All right. So I've had you. I've had you for a moment. <laughs> um, so, like I said, it is the eve of my birthday, and I'm just calling certain people that I feel like I've been able to have like really dope connections and bonds with over the year, and you are one of them. I'm, I'm very appreciative. Our friendship has definitely grown over the year. It definitely has. I've been in your inbox every day. I remember. <laughs> I rem- and vice versa. I have I remember we had I'm not gonna go into the detail of the conversation, but we had a really dope, interesting conversation. Like, I don't know, it was a but it was maybe a year ago. And I was saying, like, yo, I want to be in Saika's life. I don't care. It's gonna happen. <laughs> and I remember we had a long conversation and then Well, I explained to you why that's it. I was like, it's okay because that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't do new people. Yeah, I did. I remember. I was like, I was like, no, it's, don't feel away if it doesn't happen because that's not a thing for me. I remember. I was like, yo, what is what is up? What is up? Like, why? <laughs> why is this crazy? But lo and behold, we are here. Um, and as I've told you off air, I really do appreciate our conversations. You have like a different perspective than me sometimes. Not all the time. A lot of times we agree. <laughs> But when you do, you strongly on the other side of the room. Um, but I love that because it always allows me to see things um, in a different way. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm going to let the people know because I'm still stuck on that fucking fragrance you you wore that day. <laughs> we got to hang out like I need a sample of that on a card. You need to put like your name on a card and spray that shit and send it to I'm me. I'm going to start sending love letters <laughs> just like that. Just like sprayed on the note. I feel like that's a good idea. Just start sending love letters. You or need, actually like breakup letters. That would be great. Yeah, you need to do something and, and just you need to monetize that because that was amazing. <laughs> um, but I of course, I'm going to keep telling you, I, I hope that we have a couple of more nights like that. That was a dope, dope time um, hanging out. Oh, well. And um, yeah, so um, I appreciate you, Queen, and I will be in contact with you. Thank you. I'm going to call you for your birthday. What are you doing tomorrow? Okay, that's another conversation. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I will message you. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to talk to you When soon. you're done recording. I got okay. you. Later.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call a couple more people. Um, let's see. Who do I want to call now? I'm going to call Nisi. Nisi has been on here before. Y'all probably remember Nisi. Let's see. Let's see if she picks up. Please leave your message for three, nope. four. That ain't happen. All right. Let me see if I can call Lupe. So for those of you who have been following, Lupe was on my Sickle Cell uh, podcast episode. So let me see if I can get in contact with her really quick. She might be working. Hello? Hello? So, Lupe, you are are, are live on Dad Hats and Bowties. Um, and I'm calling you just to give you. you said the, I'm live. Yeah, you are live, but you don't have to say much because I'm calling you to <laughs> give you your flowers. Um, it is the eve of my birthday, so this is a special episode, mm-hmm. and I'm calling people that have been really, really influential within this year. So I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being an amazing fellow sickle cell warrior, and you have allowed me through your sickle cell Sundays and just us communicating and always laughing at memes. And so you have just allowed me to kind of tap into that side a little bit more. So I just wanted to give you your flowers and tell you that I am appreciative of our friendship. And I am hoping that, you know, we said we was going to go on this trip, but I'm hoping that we do do a sickle cell trip <laughs> sometime in the near future. Nah, it's what's going to happen. And thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm definitely giving you your flowers right back too, because you deserve them. And you oh, definitely you. have had amazing energy since we've been introduced. So thank you for being you. And um, you got a couple more hours for your birthday. So I'll be texting couple you more. soon. <laughs> All righty, love. Enjoy your night. And I, I hope you're not working. I, I, feel, I was like, yo, she's nah, probably I'm working. I'm I got a text tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> go knock that out. And I'll talk to you soon. Stay less. All right. Be blessed. Later. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm going to get some mails on here. Um, Let me see. (laughs) This is actually a special call that I'm about to do. I have not spoken to this person on the phone in a minute. Let me see what's cooking. Let me see if they answer. I will be surprised if they answer. love yo so you're live on my podcast right now so oh lord <laughs> so are you gonna give me no warning nah like, oh, fuck way, that why would i do that why would i <laughs> why would i give you a warning that doesn't make no sense we need the the raw and raw like all right so jeff all right come on it is the eve of my birthday and so, i am deciding to just call special people in my life you already know that you have always been a brother to me. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Do you have any 
interesting stories with, about me and you that you would like to share. <laughs> now, I already, I already know the black book, the little black Bro, book. That could go bad. That could go really bad. That could go really bad. The, does anything stick out? We talk about fashion show days. We oh, talk. Hey, we you're, t- you're the reason I don't drink on New Year. <laughs> Yo, I totally, I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember a crazy. Then we we had a couple of New Years. We had that New Year's where we the, had a couple of New Years. Yeah, we had a couple of New Years. We had a couple of New Years. So we, we had the New the Year's with the bodega, and the dude was talking about us. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We had the we had the whole party in the warehouse that day. Um, there was a party at your house where you let me wander off with the three Trini brothers. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I died in your bathroom for the rest of the day. Yo, that was hilarious. Because we had plans to go to a party that night, right? Did we go to the party that night? And then we came back? Or or we never made it no, to the party? we didn't even make it to the party. We didn't even make it to the party. We didn't party. make it to the party, good I was dead. <laughs> and then what you was drinking fireball or some shit? What what did they have you oh, drinking? Bruh, I don't <laughs> even remember. I just remember waking up the next day in the shed and trying to find out why the hell I was in this shed <laughs> on New York Day. I remember I remember you you disappeared and I was like, yo, where yeah. is this cat at? And I'm like, yo, I guess he's gone for the night. And then <laughs> Then you wake up with no shirt or some shit like that. And it was freezing cold. And you woke up with no shirt. I'm so through. I found my hoodie half a block up. (laughs) I will never forget the look you gave me when I showed up the next morning. You looked at me like, what? I think I was tight because I had called you like the whole night and you wasn't picking up. And I was like, yo, this nigga is in New York. I mean, granted, you are a New Yorker, but I'm like, yo, this nigga is out here and he not answering. Nigga was supposed to come back. I'm starting to get worried. Then you came back <laughs> freezing. You was you you had to like I had to wrap you up for half the day, if I remember correctly. You was wrapped up in a blanket. Yeah, that's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, you had to man. wrap me up. Yeah. I was out there shivering for no reason. That was hilarious. Couldn't that lift is my head without getting sick. Yeah, it was a good time. That that is that is a great story. Oh man! And I, I said, "Don't drink on New Year's no more because of it." I appreciate that. Yeah, it, <laughs> that needs to yeah. happen because you need to stay away from that <laughs> shit. Anyway, you crazy as hell without the liquor, so I don't, I don't even yeah, know why that's right. a necessary component of you living life. Well, brother, right. I love you. It's the even my birthday, as you know. Um, Happy birthday, so. bro! Happy birthday! You already know I love over here, man. Love you too. For sure. I just wanted to make sure that I give you your flowers and let you know that, you know, you, as I said, you've always been a brother. You always will be a brother of mine. Um, give my goddaughter a kiss for me. And uh, yeah, brother, I'll talk to you soon. No doubt. No doubt. Happy birthday, bro. Thank you. Later. All right, y'all. Let's see what, what are the topics I got on the docket before I I get up out of here. So y'all tried to cancel sweetie and call her a colorist. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with y'all. Y'all got to chill out. Um, she was on uh, Instagram Live, I believe, with Too Short. And Too Short now was bugging the fuck out, talking about mixed women and how he finds them to be so attractive and beautiful and this, that, and a third. And Sweetie kindly corrected him at the end of the episode and basically said, or I don't even know what the order of events was because it was just clips, but she kindly did correct him at some point and say, yes, 
but all black women are beautiful. Like, mixed women are beautiful because he was basically trying to tell her she was very gorgeous and beautiful and what is she mixed with and da-da-da-da-da. And she was like, oh, well, I think she said Filipino, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think she said that she's mixed with Filipino descent. And, um, yeah, Too Short was talking about how mixed women were this, that, and the third. And then she was like, yeah, well, black women in general. Uh, Y'all just be trying to cancel everybody. Y'all just be throwing throwing that cancel shit out of here, and that's why it's losing power. Like, canceling was a sacred thing, and y'all just destroyed that shit. And it's it's being abused. And y'all, again, I always got, I'm going to keep saying it. Y'all have to know the difference between who is actually your foe and who is actually your friend. Um, yeah, so that's that. The Rock is rapping. Let me see if I can pull that shit up, because you're ready. You know what type of, you know what type of time this nigga was on. It was very interesting, uh, to say the least. Let, let's see. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours and take what's ours. Like in some more in my veins. My culture banging with strange. I change the game. So what's my motherfucking name? Rock. gonna get though. Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face. Now we escalating. When I have to butt boost the asses. Mean on ya, like a dream. When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, drama. Watch with extreme mind. They don't take your face off. Okay. Ah. Uh- <laughs> Someone said this shit sound like he's rapping strong. I'm fucking done. Um, I mean, it's not bad. The flow is 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 not offbeat too much. Um, I just don't want to see too much more of this. If I'm being honest, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see an album, nothing like that. A little feature here and there is kind of cool. Um, but but overall, he could keep that. You know what I mean? Let's see what else we got on the docket. Kim Kardashian. She definitely uh, killed it for Saturday Night Live. That monologue was dope. Um, I could pull it up, some of the little highlights from her monologue. But the monologue was definitely dope. I don't know who wrote them shits for her, but let's play this. For everything, honestly, all the ups, all the downs. I mean, I married the best rapper of all time. Not only that, he's the richest black man in America. A talented, legit genius who gave me four incredible kids. So, when I divorced him, you have to know it came down to just one thing. His personality. Damn. Nah, she killed it, though. She did a great job. Um, And she's joking, but I believe that's true. (laughs) I really do think. His personality was just unbearable at some point, and she had to had to dip out. Um, Kodak Black was grabbing his mom's ass. I don't know. I listen. If anybody can find a way, reason, or rhyme as to when or where this is acceptable, just let me know because I'm confused. I don't know why he would do this. This like I'm not even gonna hold y'all in. The field that I am in, this is an indication of something else, okay? And it may not, I'm not necessarily saying his mom, but this lack of a boundary tells me that 
Potentially some shit happened to him when he was a kid. That's what can be taken from this action. This is really weird. Like, this is really weird. Just grabbing your mom's ass while you're dancing with her. I don't know. Somebody got to explain it for me. A matter of fact, I, I, don't, I don't even need to know. Don't explain it. Keep that shit. <laughs> um, and y'all know what time it is now. Before we wrap up and get out of here. So, uh, California has been on a roll. Newsom has been killing it. After this little special election that he became victorious with, he must have said, fuck y'all, I'm going with the agenda that I really want to go for. And he's just been rolling out a lot of different things. Ethnic studies is mandatory in high schools. Um, They're going to be, I think, women's products regarding, you know, periods and and uh, all of those types of services in all high schools and colleges. Um, There was a couple of other different things that he did as well. Uh, he He's writing into law. I think that's really, really dope, man. I think when you say that you want to, if you're going to put a certain agenda out, then you got to be aggressive with it. I, I think that's really it. You you put it all on the table, you have people vote on it, and then you be aggressive about getting it done. And that's what it seems like he's doing. So I fuck with it. Um, Jelani Day. Now, this story is getting sadder and sadder by the day. Um, his body was found, and it was found with missing organs. It's, there's a report that his jawbone was sawed off. Um, his eyes were missing. There's another report saying that it could have been by fish and worms and things eating his his body. But there's a new report that came out after that that basically said, no, this looks like this was done to him. I don't know. Nobody has enough information at this moment in time as to how he died, what happened. Um, just truly, truly, truly a sad situation going on. Donald Trump back in the fucking news. This nigga's over here saying that Haitians bring AIDS. And that the Haitians at the border, the a lot of Haitians with AIDS. AIDS is uh Haiti is a is a country riddled with AIDS. And um that them coming over is a health issue, a health crisis. Now, I know Biden has put out some, some shit recently that not too many people are fond of. But I am glad that Donald Trump is reminding y'all niggas why he had to get out of office. Because I think some of y'all were getting a little... It's like, it's like America's memory is very like limited. Limited more so than average or normal um this man is a clown okay in all sense of the word like there's just no reason for him to have a political voice in my opinion that's my opinion he's not speaking for any type of progression in the country he's just speaking for ignorance this is the type of ignorance that you know the person is ignorant and they don't want to learn, that you attack. And that's why Donald Trump was such an easy 
punching bag for the media for so many years is because he doesn't have any desire to learn and grow and, and be progressive in, in any thought. He just continues to be ignorant and stand on the ignorance and act as if the ignorance is like the reality. Because I'm ignorant to how things work, that is the reality as to how it works. I don't know, man. Um, but I do. I did see a lot of y'all niggas out here like, oh, we miss Donnie. All right. That's all I got to say. All right. Speaking of Joe Biden, Joe Biden um, has been under heat, I would say, for his HBU spending bill. So let's clarify this up a little bit for those who are not very politically savvy, don't know how the Constitution works um, or any of those things. Bills come through the House and they go through the Senate and then they come to Biden and then he signs them. He does not create the bills. They go through two chambers of Congress before they even reach his desk. What happened was his proposal, what he wanted was 45 billion dollars in spending for HBCUs. Through the chambers of Congress, they would not allow that number to go through. And so they had to lower the number because Biden also has been trying to be uh, apolitical and bipartisan and reach across the aisle and, and get multiple people to sign on to bills and things of that nature. And because of that, He's been trying to negotiate, and that is why the bill went from $45 billion to $2 billion. It's not because Biden don't care about HBCUs, but Trump did. Trump does not care about HBCUs, I promise you. Um, and I know that that's been a popular thing floating around in regards to him, but it's not the reality. So y'all got to learn a little bit. I would encourage people, whenever they see these meme headlines, to go and look up the articles. That's what I do. Like, it's not even about y'all got to learn about Congress or people got to learn about Congress. That, that sounds belittling to some extent. Let me rephrase that. It is about not getting your information from memes. So if you see a headline from a meme from one of these popular pages, what you have to understand is the pages are designing certain things to get outrage and to get you to talk about whatever it is because they are worried about their engagement. This engagement game that has been going on for years now is just getting worse and worse and worse. It's about like, oh, this is going to get people to react. This is what's going to get people to like, share, save my content. Then I'm going to continue to write a clickbait title that's going to get you to be like yo you see what biden doing instead of actually contextualizing it in the appropriate way because we know that politics is a hot topic we know relationships are a hot topic we know religion is a hot topic and so we're going to word these things a certain type of way because we know it's going to invoke something and that is what they are starting to call like i don't even know what type of title they got for it but it, it people are using your emotions against you just like people are using false information against you if they want you to do something a certain type of way they're just wording shit and doing shit and making it 
seem like, oh, this is what's happening. So that they know, because they know you're going to react a certain way. All right, so I'm going to make one more call before I dip. Let's see if we pick. Hello? Yo, yo, G, you are on dad has some bow ties. So I am just uh, on the eve of my birthday. I'm just giving shout outs to everybody who has been super dope and influential in my life, um, especially over the past year. So I just wanted to give you those flowers before I dip out of this episode. Uh, how are you feeling? I know you're doing a I know you're working on a lot at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is, man. But I always got time. Always got time, man. <laughs> yes. Um, I appreciate it, bro. But uh, it's kind of weird you giving me flowers on the eve of your birthday, bro. Listen, man. I felt like it was a good way to 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 do the episode because D Flow and Distinguish they had things to do. So I was like, let me call in everybody that has been like really, really dope, um, over the year to just kick it with them for a little bit. And and let them know that I appreciate them. So, you know, got you. I appreciate it, bro. But I'm gonna flip the script real quick <laughs> on you. <laughs> I'm gonna flip the script real quick and flip it on you, bro, and tell you what you've really been, bro. Like, I mean, I watched you for a minute, like, and like, there's so much to really be appreciative for. But mostly, what I like to say is just being being admirable and being like knowing what a good friend looks like mm. and. Not everybody knows that. And you have it at the heart of you, not to mention the way that you treat others. Like, that can't even be questioned. From anybody who knows you, knows what you're willing to do, knows what you're willing to give, most importantly, when it comes down to time, gifts, whatever, bro, all appreciative. Good advice, which is, like, not easy to find, especially with the whole world thinking that they give good advice. (laughs) You're actually one of the people that do. I appreciate so, that, like, bro. Like I said, bro, like it's 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 just a pleasure, and not many people like I, I always love to say this, but this is super important to me. Not that many people like going to work, <laughs> and going to work is so much easier, bro, just because you're there. So that it just makes it it's like you know you're going to work with a friend. So yeah, no, bro, bro. I just want to say happy birthday, happy well, happy Eve, Even happy a- birthday Eve, bro. <laughs> No, I really, really appreciate that. And everything you said, I, I, I mean, I feel like it is double, I, especially when it, like, even, of course, with the work situation, like, uh, work is always, it's, it's a pleasure to go to work. And it's always been like, you know, like, we've gone through different phases of how that, that particular place operates. And <laughs> it's, it's always, there's, there's always been, Whenever it was me and you in a particular, like, able to work together closely, like, kind of how we're back to that now, it's always been, like, a great, great pleasure to go to work. I remember the first two years when I first got there and when we were in the same office. And those days were just, it was just nothing but, it was shits and giggles, man. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to say it. but That's a, that's a fact, bro. But it's, it's, it's like that classmate that you have that's just, it's just jokes. Like, you get your work done. But at the side of it, you know, it makes it such an easier experience when we get to have fun while you're there. That's a fact. And then when that person is sick for the day, they're they not in class that day, you tight. 
That's a fact, bro. That's a fact, bro. I'll be wanting to, yo, when I pull up to work and you're not there, I'll be trying to scrap. Like, I'm like, yo, this cat dude, yo, next time send me a text, bro. I'll be tired, like, you should call out to me. <laughs> send it out, like, yo, not going to be here today just in case. But not, yo. Like, bro, so how you, you going to not show up? Like, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's a, I'm actually, you know, it's it's really crazy, too, because I've been like, I've been more vocal about when I'm sick online, but I've there's been days definitely where I was like, yo, I do not want to go to work. But then I think about like how pleasurable going to work is. So it's kind of like, yo, if I stay home, I'm going to recover from whatever it is. Like I had like a cold like a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And then, you know, the sickle cell kind of popped up twice um, in the last couple of weeks. But um, mm. I still was like, yo, I'm going to work. I'm going to work because it, it's cool. It, it doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna have fun while I'm at work. So yeah, yeah. Oh man, that, that's. I think that's that's just such an important important fact of life because that could this could easily be a place that stresses us, but for it to be relieved from friends there, even when we are hit with things that annoy us, the fact that we could throw it off one another and vent just makes the whole whole thing so much better. And you know, I'm just thankful to have a friend like you there. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Um, I got to I got to speak to a couple of different people about some some different things. So I'm gonna throw one your way, and then I'm gonna I know you probably out here uh, <laughs> hacking into the Pentagon with your your new skills. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, so there's a I don't know if you've seen that meme. I might have sent it to you too. I don't know if you've seen that meme where it's like why men don't open up to women. Oh, uh, do you feel like any of those reasons that they had up there? And if you need me to read some of them, I could go back to it. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I would need to see it. It's right, possible. Yeah, so let me let me find this joint really quick because this. And that was why why men don't open up to women. I mean, I I, I recall it. I remember one being like, um, her saying uh, because women weaponize it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, whoo, that is <laughs> that got to be top top tier <laughs> on the list there, like. <laughs> There's so many things that you know. You 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 finally be like, you know, let me be a little vulnerable and tell it to somebody, and that's the same thing that's gonna come back two months from now. Two months, and I I right, I like, definitely was saying that earlier because I was like, yo, a lot like some women. Of course, this doesn't apply to everybody, but there are some that definitely you you get a little comfortable. You say a little something like you let them know like, yo, I've been going through this, that, and the third. And at the moment, it's, oh, okay, boo, I'm sorry. I can help you out, da-da-da-da. Two months down the line, y'all get into that bad argument. And that's why. And it's like, damn, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, you know, there's a, there's a propensity to use, you know, use whatever tools you have to your advantage in an argument or in a battle like that to win. But there, there's a line. And, and I think that line gets crossed a lot of times when it comes down to that that weaponizing something that was told in in a moment of, you know, in a moment of vulnerability. So yeah, and that, I think that, that is definitely one. I think that's way more prevalent amongst women than men. And I, I was saying that like, I, yeah, there I are, would agree with that. There are men that do that too. Like I, I'm pretty sure uh, there are dudes that have been on some like, you know, this is why you can't get pregnant, which I think is terrible trash yes, type shit. Exactly. Like that's so I like and the thing is right, I think men recognize that really quickly in another man. To see another man do that is just like, nah, that's just low down dirty, he's trash. Yeah, you like, <laughs> I, and I think we call it out immediately for the most part. 
you look at it and just be like, nah, that, that, everybody knows it doesn't matter what that person did to you. Like, people who, like, expose, you're like, oh, she did this, blah, 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 I'm exposed all the pictures she ever yeah, sent me. Trash. Like, all that stuff is trash. Like, we can look at that and really be like, nah, but see, when, when the, on the other end of it, it's just like, oh, that's a woman scorns. Like, like, there's kind of that excuse of, oh, she's in that pain. Everything is a go. Like, it's, yeah, it's acceptable. Like, it's like, so, they, yeah. they could call you all types of, it don't even gotta be true. It don't even gotta be true. And it's just like, you just get all this joint thrown on you and you're like, damn, I can't even respond. I can't even respond to this joint because I'm gonna look crazy if I do. I just gotta eat it. Yeah. And so I I definitely feel like, like I've learned my lesson in, I don't know how many times, but I've definitely dealt with uh, previous lovers where that was that was a thing. That was the case. Like, let me just. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and there's also, there's also depending on what type of woman you're talking to, you can also get hit back with the, oh, you're sensitive. Like, mm, that and, and part. That's, a, that's another one. So that, that's a bit like, oh, I'm sensitive because I can, I know how to articulate my feelings. I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> got it. That's where we are. And that's where I be going to the, like, not, some women are not able to take accountability card. That's why I land there sometimes because a lot of the things that are said to men is so that they don't have to take accountability for the wrongdoing. They don't have to be like, mm-hmm. yo, you, yo, I bugged out. My fault. Like, I really was bugging out at that time. Instead, it's always you. You're too sensitive. You're too <laughs> soft. You're this. You're No, you bugged yep. out. <laughs> <laughs> you bug, Just say you bugged out and we can move just on. Just say like, you bugged out. Yeah, like, I'm not sure. You, you've seen the meme with the, um, the, uh, what's the song they're singing? It's like, ooh. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Dude's every time. So it's like, those memes are prevalent just because they're not commonalities for women to say these things. A woman that's very quick to say I'm sorry and give the reasons why is already a, a diamond in the rough. She's top tier. Just because it's like, She's well, you said sorry? <laughs> and, and you said, and you said what? And you wow, tried to rectify it? <laughs> yo, don't. Who are you? <laughs> don't say, yo, I'm sorry. Let me take you out to dinner. I'm wifing you that day. The ring is like, I'm buying whatever <laughs> ring because it's super rare for that to happen. It's always a reason. It's, yeah, oh, well, yeah. I did this because of that. And it's like, all right, son, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Gotcha. We, we can't stay on, on task here. I got it. But, <laughs> but yo, G, thank well, you yeah, for spending yeah, this time. This time with me, no bro. No problem. No problem. I will talk to no you soon. Problem, man. Got you, son. I'll see you tomorrow. And happy birthday continued. <laughs> Thank you, broski. All right, bro. Take care. Real quick, I'm about to call one last person, and then I'm going to get out of here. Let's see. Yo, Lou, real quick, you're on, um, you are on the podcast with me right now. I just I'm I'm calling real quick uh because it's the eve of the birthday as you know and because distinguished and D Flow are, are unable to make it for this episode I decided that I wanted to give my flowers to everybody who has been like a really really dope influential part of my life uh I mean last year but really when it comes to you for the last few years so I just wanted to say thank you for always being that that big brother that protector that person that is always looking out for the better interests always trying to push me forward like i really really appreciate those things so i wanted to to let you know yeah i got a question for you 
What's good? You trying to make me cry? You trying to make me cry? <laughs> What's going on right there? Bro? You trying to make me bust a Not at all. You already know, broski. You're, I, I'm a thug, man. I'm just doing that you know, we've spoken a lot about this year, a lot about men tapping yeah. into emotions and stuff like that. So I think it's yeah. it's always important to, like, you know, let people know. For sure, broski. What are you Thank up you. to? I appreciate that, man. I was just chilling, man. Just chilling, watching, watching the news. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's another another beast right there. The news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? So tomorrow is your big day. Yes, sir. Um, well, tomorrow oh. I'm, I'm chilling. I I don't have anything planned a hundred a hundred percent. Couple people ask me what am I doing, so I don't know if they plan on. You know what I mean? Uh, pulling up or anything like that. But you already know the 16th. I'm trying to see what's popping. I still don't know. I know you're going to be out of town. Um, but yeah. the the other option, though, is I'm thinking about setting it up that all of us go to spin. But I know that they need, um, you know, vaccination shit. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to see what's up with everybody and, and see if I could could put that through. So and I'm also, thinking about doing that. Also, did you... Did you uh line up the haunted house thing? Nah, I just know that I'm ready, bro. So, I mean, I guess we, we could... this already. How we rolling? When we rolling, like, you know, we gotta lock this date in. That's the, so... Make sure everybody's on the same page. I think we should do it close to to Halloween, but um, it probably is most... So, uh, yeah, I think we'll talk tomorrow a little bit about it, but I think we should do it close to Halloween um, just because right. it feels like it feels like the spirit even more. So um, maybe that weekend before, and then we'll we'll figure out who who the group is, what the group is looking like. All right, cool, cool. All right, broski. So I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow. All right, all right see you later, man. Later, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Thank y'all for listening. Um, what would Dad say? It, it's real simple. After this this uh, episode, Dad would say that you just got to be appreciative of the people in your life. Um, you got to be able to communicate with them and let them know that. Um, so I thought it was important to kind of share some of the people in my life. Now, before I get cursed out, this is not everybody. I know that. It's, it's, I can only make so many calls in this short amount of time. But um, I appreciate you listeners. That is, that is another group. I wish I could call all of y'all in at some point. Y'all got to DM me and let me know if you want us to call y'all onto the show because we will definitely do that. But um, listeners, you guys have made this year an amazing year to be alive as well. Uh, I'm, we started recording from home. We didn't know what to expect while the world was burning outside um, in 2020. And you know now we're in 2021 and things are opening back up and everything is good. And this year is almost gone already, which is kind of crazy. But for the previous year, um, yeah, we didn't know what was going to be the case but y'all 